Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 8 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin our study today of the week beginning January the 4th to January the 10th in our Come Follow Me studies for this year, covering Joseph Smith history, chapter 1, verses 1 to 26, I saw a pillar of light. And those uh, amongst you will recognise that that section deals with the first vision. And this really uh, follows on well from what we studied last week. We talked about how the Lord would speak to us in our day. We talked about how he would give commandments to the prophet Joseph Smith. And he was um, he had done this because of the calamities that were going to be coming forth upon the earth. And this is where it all begins, uh, is the, uh, the first vision. Of course, it isn't all the restoration, the first vision. It isn't all the restoration, even the Book of Mormon and receiving the priesthood and, and um, initiating the Church of Jesus Christ. It is ongoing, as we discussed last week. But um, this is where it all begins. Um, and what I want to do is, 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 as the usual practice, I guess, is just have a look at a bit of the context of this um, section of uh, scripture that we're going to look at and then dive into the actual scriptures uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so it kind of gives us a nice structure. Uh, I'm going. I'm doing this uh, with the Come Follow Me resources um, in the Gospel Library because there is a lovely tab which links you to the historical resources, which takes you to the Saints uh, book, also the Revelations in Context um, book, and also other um, useful resources uh, such as the Joseph Smith Papers and other things like that. Um, so. What might surprise some people, although probably listeners of this podcast, I think I have mentioned to this uh, this before, but it was a while ago, is that the um, the record of the first vision which we have in our Pearl of Great Price is the one that is known um, from 1838. Um, this was copied by scribes into a large bound volume uh, and in a in an account of Joseph Smith's life, uh, and it became known as the the account we know about in the in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints' version of the Pearl of Great Price. However, uh, there are other um, res- uh, other accounts of this first vision, um, specifically three others from the Prophet Joseph Smith himself, and five other instances of um, second-hand accounts that were written down by other people who, who heard Joseph speak about the first vision. Um, now, a number of... Um, Critics of the church have, have pointed to this as evidence that the first vision did not happen, uh, namely because there are slight differences or not necessarily differences, but additions or variations um, of certain parts of the event which took place um, that, that Joseph Smith said happened. And I think, first of all, what's interesting for us to consider is, you know, if a person was making up a story such as grand as this uh, and they were trying to you know, try and hoodwink, for want of a better word, people to think that this had happened. First of all, I think that that person would want to write it down or would want to try and remember those details and not vary from it. The fact that it does adjust and adapt and um, kind of more detail is added with each of these accounts does suggest that actually he is remembering a real event, which is tricky to remember after 12 years. I mean, the first one is recorded Um about 12 years after the event itself in Joseph Smith's own handwriting. So the fact that it's 12 years after, I mean, if I think about what happened 12 years ago, um, I was 18 at the time. And so, you know, 
I remember events from that time. I remember things that happened. Um, but do I remember them exactly? Well, not really. Um, and actually, you know, I shared recently the account of myself receiving my own witness of the Book of Mormon a week or two ago on this podcast. And that happened when I was about 15, just turning 16. So not quite not 12 years, more like 14, 15 years ago. Similar length of time, though. And what I will say is that whilst the main details of what happened have stayed around about the same, um, there are some things that I've re- that I remembered later on or that I've emphasized to different people um, about what happened um, or, you know, things that I didn't think were important to share with certain audiences, but with others, there were things that are more important to focus on with certain audiences. And so I think that that's, you know, it's an evidence that this is true. And actually, you know, there's a great <coughs> example uh, in the manual given about another um, set of accounts that were given of a certain person's life, which varied in detail, but gave us a more rounded picture. And that, of course, is the uh, the four Gospels uh, found in the New Testaments. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And whilst each one gives additional information, it doesn't make us think that, you know, this didn't happen. For example, the birth of the Saviour, you know, in one of the accounts, it's barely mentioned. Um, in another couple of the accounts, you hear things about the shepherds and things like that. And then in another one of the accounts, you hear about the wise men. And that's because each of these people were trying to um, appeal to different audiences. Matthew speaks about, I believe, speaks about the uh, the wise men because he's speaking to the Jewish people uh, and he's trying to put across the king, kingly nature of the saviour. Uh, and that's why he had wise men from the east visit him. But then Luke focuses on the shepherds because he's speaking to the Gentiles. Um, and, you know, he's trying to put across just how everyone is invited uh, to witness, even the humblest of people, including the shepherds. Um, are invited to to know the saviour and it's interesting how these different accounts give different um, backgrounds or different insights uh, into the saviour's life and so it is with this account of the first vision Um, multiple accounts do not lessen the validity in fact many researchers say that you know more accounts from a person over time do change and they do give more light on what actually happened Um, so I thought that was important to point out And I do like how the church is becoming, well, is trying to be more transparent with these things. You know, we we don't know. I don't know how long the church has been aware that there have been multiple accounts of the first vision. What I do know, actually, is that um, there there must have been some awareness because when I think about video clips that I've seen of the first vision in primary and going through youth, um, there were some which focused on, you know, the actual events founded the Pearl of Great Price in the 1838 account. There were earlier ones which which had the, the moment of, of, of Satan uh, over, trying to overcome and, and stop uh, Joseph from saying his prayer. Uh, and this was actually not found in the 1838 account. You don't see it in the um, Pearl of Great Price um, version. Um, I'm not, I should have looked that up really. I'm not 100% sure which account that appears in. I believe it was the 1835 um, but yeah, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it, well, th- there is mention of it uh, in eighteen thirty in the eighteen thirty five account. However, it isn't quite as um, intensely described. It's just a noise that he hears walking behind him, 
um, or something that's trying to distract him. As I mentioned, I don't believe it was talked about in the 1838 account. Um, he just says about how, oh, no, it does. Sorry, it does say in the 1838 account. But in fact, you know, it is far more intense. Um, and, you know, so and it wasn't mentioned in the 1832 account from what I remember. Um Yeah, it's not mentioned. So, sorry, I was just having a very quick look. So there are parts that are included in some and some that aren't included in others. But I do think that the church has been aware of these for a while. Um, and what is interesting is that um, <clears throat> that they're trying to be a far more open, similar to how the church was trying to be more open with the revelations in creating the Book of Commandments. Um, what I would suggest to you, if you're interested in learning more about the historical context and the background, it is fascinating. We will delve into it in, in parts throughout the week. Um, but there is a podcast series um, from, uh, it's called The First Vision, a Joseph Smith Papers podcast. And there are six episodes and it is a wonderful um, account of and, and you know evidence and background of, of this great event six episodes, which are about an hour long each, and there's deep research into it. Um, and so we'll share little elements of what is researched into that in our episodes this week. But I do strongly recommend you studying that this week if you have the chance to do so. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast uh, and this background for our week's study. Uh, over the next few days, we will dive into the actual account itself and uh, discuss from the scriptures what we learn from it. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, and you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.